is the bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Yes, 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 indeed. This is the bullpen. Opinions are welcome. Opinions are always welcome. Well, and we uh, can take them today. <laughs> yes. Well, let's hope so. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Let's hope it. Two minutes after 1 o'clock here on 1027 ESPN Austin. I am Patrick Osborne. He is Brandon Elkins. What up? You got us the next hour here in the bullpen. And a lot of big stuff going on today, Brandon. You've been following uh, what's been happening in the NFL today? I have been following some of the NFL. But, man, like I said yesterday... MLB trade deadline, bonker. Well, you know, for a couple of baseball fellas like you and me, I mean, this is uh, this is this is a big day for us. Yes, but I mean, to, before all that, that breaking news earlier about the Dolphins is also bonkers. This is a pretty big story here. I, uh, the Miami Dolphins are going to be forfeiting their first round draft pick in the 2023 draft. And their third round pick in 2024. Dude, that's that, huge for a team like that. Yeah, it is. Young team like that. They need that capital. They've uh, apparently violated the league's rules on tampering, according to Adam Scheffler. It's like the worst kept news of all time, yeah. actually. Yeah. No one actually could confirm it. Now it's confirmed, and now it's even crazier. So owner Stephen Ross is uh, going to be suspended through October 17th, and uh, he's been fined $1.5 million. Vice Chairman Bruce Beal fined $500,000 won't be eligible to attend the league meetings. Do you think they care about that money? I don't think so. Don't would think you? So. Well, depending on how much well, I, I make, but you would yeah, care. If I had that kind of his kind of money, no. It whatever. Elkins just sign the checks. universe where you're uh, you know. Just sign the checks, st- man. If I did something wrong, sign the checks. It's all good. I got money. Yeah. So the NFL found after a 6-month investigation that the Dolphins had impermissible contact with Tom Brady both while he was under contract with the Patriots in 2019. And when he was with the Bucks in 2021. <gasps> Shocker. Team also spoke to the agent of Sean Payton while he was still head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, according to uh, Mark, Mike Florio with Pro Football Talk, uh, the Dolphins' plan was to pursue Brady and Payton this offseason. Both retired from their roles, although, as we know, Brady eventually made his triumphant return and won, won a little bit more with the Buccaneers. Maybe. Um, Lawsuit comes after a lawsuit filed by former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, who uh, alleged racial discrimination in the league's hiring practices. Mm -hmm. In addition to details of teams violating uh, the NFL's Rooney rules, lawsuit also stated uh, Ross pressured Flores to recruit a prominent quarterback in violation of league tampering rules. So bombshell there out of uh, Miami. But is it a bombshell? We all knew this was coming. Well, I actually, honestly, I, I, I knew it was coming, but I almost forgot about it because it hasn't been talked about in about six months. It's one of those things where I, I, I hear about, and just based on what what I, my, my own opinion on the way, the, the inner workings of the NFL. Sleazy? This, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for lack of a better yeah. term. I look, I look at something like this and I go, well, I... I don't see this going anywhere. So it's a bombshell to me because it actually did go somewhere. Yes. You know, I, I, I mean, when you look at take, I mean, for example, Deshaun, you know, and his six game suspension, right? Yeah, six I, games for now. Yeah, but, but what most I'm likely sticking. But, but when you look at that, and, you know, and I, and I think, okay, well, that's that's a tiny little slap on the wrist, and so something like this, which, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't really fall into the egregious category of sexual assault allegations. Look, this happens all the time, I feel like, but they were just dumb enough to almost put it out in the open and they're talking you're talking about Tom Brady. Everybody is always in on Tom Brady news, so this was going to get leaked out regardless. Right. right. And I j- <laughs> to talk to a head coach while he's still with his team, what are you doing? 
Why would you? What are you thinking? Well, I certainly could think of smarter things to do. I mean, you know you're going to get caught. Yeah. How 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 would they think that they could get around all those people who were employing Sean Payton? Everybody knows Sean Payton. Yeah, I mean, this, this, I, I don't, understand, this, I don't this, understand what they were thinking. This ain't your father's NFL anymore where you could just cut all these backroom deals and nobody's going to know about it because yeah. there was no advent of the internet or social media and, and nobody texts. Someone you know, is always watching. Always. You can't trust anybody, especially in the NFL. Well, you reap what you sow. Absolutely. Look, they came out with some, some half-assed statement, probably denying, I think denying most of it, but... Yeah. You're caught. You're busted. Well, what do you expect them to do, though? I mean, I, 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 that's pretty much par for the course. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, it, rare is the man who comes out and actually admits to his his wrongdoings, takes accountability. Oh. It's always oh, I didn't do this. I, I had no Listen idea. It's somebody else's fault. That was that was quite the. Did you come deep, up with right? that? Well, it came right off the top of my head. All so right. I'm, I'm gonna have to assume I did. <laughs> So, uh, that, I mean, that's uh, obviously that, that news just coming down about the Dolphins uh, this morning. Pretty big news. And we'll have more on the NFL coming up, a little more on Deshaun Watson, a little more on the possibility. This is a strange question. We'll get back to this later. But should the Dallas Cowboys already consider giving Dak Prescott another contract extension? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Who's asking? I mean, I'm pretty sure we just went through this Didn't roundabout. We just went through this whole thing with a... What was that two years ago? No, uh, was it two years? Or was it last year? Or was it last year? I thought it was last. Right, no. time flies, man. You know when you're working all the time? time and you're dealing with uh, pandemics and stuff. Who, who's what got time, time for time? So we'll get more into that as well. But uh, one of my favorite stories today. We're just hours away from the MLB trade deadline. Yes, and we already know some big names that are going to be uh, making some moves. A couple of them. I mean, Trey Mancini being one of them, he's already in an Astros uniform. That guy's a hero. This is a big trade, I, I really, think. I really love that he went to the Astros well, because yeah. I've always been a big fan of Trey Mancini. He's a great. And his story is incredible, overcoming cancer. cancer. Just a, And he's such a good baseball player, which doesn't matter in the long run. That has nothing to do with his surviving cancer and just being just the amazing human that he is. Right. But come on. You really have to go to Houston? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, my Red Sox are in the cellar right now, so we don't want them going there. Why not go to the Astros? You know, that is quite the sentence that you just said. That is a rare statement. What that the Red, of Sox, the Red are Sox, Sox are in the cellar? Well, they are with the team that they have. What is going what on? What an with awful them? season they've had. They just absolutely. Well, they were looking fantastic, and then they, they just were. tanked. They got their best players back, right? J.D. Martinez came back, and they started going the wrong direction. Yeah. Chris Sale and his wonderful attitude that he has and <laughs> breaks his hand every well, five minutes, he, apparently. You know, as far as I'm concerned, even though this happened a couple of years ago, things started to have been on a steady downward trend for Boston ever since they got rid of Mookie Betts. And I've yeah. heard talk that they may be looking at uh, possibly... Uh, Who'd they get that trade? How are they doing? You know, is there a, Has there been a one-year, two-year, three, however long it's been years later of... Where the prospects are? You know, that's a good question. I totally forget who 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 was the on the other end of that trade that that's that bad. year. All I know is that Mookie came out looking really good. So I did, mean, did the Red Sox get fleeced by the Dodgers? What you mean in that trade? Yeah. Well, I think yeah. <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> they got rid of Mookie Betts. Yeah. And so that you I know, mean, but you know, you look at the Soto deal today that requires a lot of talent in return. Yeah. This, so you would hope that at least some of those guys are in that. At least close to the bigs. This now. Soto deal is big. Yes. This Soto deal is huge. Yes. San Diego Don't Padres. Don't that to Eric Hosmer. Well, yeah, as long as he uh, gets out of the way. <laughs> San Diego Padres have agreed to acquire superstar outfielder Juan Soto, first baseman Josh Bell from the Nationals. <sighs> that is, That team is stacked. Yeah, they are. 
I mean, uh, the, the, I think we can uh, – let's just assume that Juan Soto's career continues on this same yeah. trajectory. He's well, 23 he's, years old, and I already could bet this dude is a first ballot Hall of Famer. If he, he continues to up again, but well, he's got a little, bit, he's, a little he's rough year this still year. Still sitting in the 240s, but he's got 20 plus home runs. So, but this is uh, this, this is a big one here, and and you mentioned Eric Hosmer here, uh, and and there's a kind of a an issue with uh, what he's got a no trade clause. Well, right? they for for the hour that we before we went on air, it's just been kind of a back and forth, back and forth about what the hell's going on with that, and it seems like they came up with taking him out of the deal altogether at this point now. He rejected the trade because he had a no-trade clause, and you can't just be like, well, we're going to trade you because look at this player. right? Look how good he is. Right. You don't want to leave now? So it seems like now that they have to they have to come up with someone asking for Eric Cosmer, they got to trade him because they clearly don't need him because they got Josh Bell now. right? And I think they already have a backup first baseman. I don't know a whole lot about Padres, but yeah, now they have an Eric Cosmer problem after get, getting. It's almost like a dark cloud on one of the one of their greatest moments of the history of that organization. Now getting three years of Juan Soto. Well, and you know another interesting thing about Juan Soto. This dude just recently turned down a four hundred and forty million dollar contract That's offer so scary. from the Nats. Now I I wouldn't want to stay in Washington D.C. for fifteen years either. Yeah, but you don't have to stay there. That you're only there in the summertime mostly. That's too long, as far as I'm concerned. It's really hot too. It's really muggy it's there nasty. too. It's a great town to visit. I wouldn't want to. I, I mean, ah, well, uh, you you pay me millions of dollars, I'll play ball anywhere. You, get, you give me four hundred million, I will I will live in a town for seven months. But uh, for seven months, he he turned that down. Uh, fifteen year, four hundred and forty million dollar contract offer from the Nats. Uh, to agreeing to a deal with the Padres. Uh, this is pretty quick and linear here, actually. And Nationals didn't want to raise their offer. Padres, Dodgers, Cardinals, they had tried to match up as best they could. But in the end, it looks like uh, it looks like it's going to work out for the Padres. They're, they're calling this uh, a, a, Soto, a, a trade of, 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 for a player of Soto's caliber. They're basically calling it a once-in-a-generation event. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the guy's 23 years old. Like you said, he's, his trajectory should only be going up from prior. Right. Now, he's batting 246 this year. Well below, you yeah. know, his career average of two ninety one, but I mean, everybody has down years, and, sure. and and you're we're only human. I mean, some of the greats, greatest of all time, had Look, some rough years. You hit the ball twenty nine percent of the time. You're a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and as far as as long as you're not batting, you know, two hundred or below. Yeah, two forty six isn't that bad. I, I that's I, not great. But I, yeah. I keep bringing that up, but in retrospect, with all his other numbers and his his defense in the outfield at right field, he's. I mean, he's absolutely worth the risk. Absolutely. Well, he's leading the league in home runs. Yeah. He's uh, he, he's coming off July where he bat three fifteen. Well, National League, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, coming off July where he bat three fifteen, he had an on base percentage of four ninety five and a slugging he slugged six sixteen. So he, he had a stellar. I'm pretty sure July. my Mariners were a good jump start for him to get going because he hit a home run every series or every game that series. So you're welcome, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> now, Josh Bell, on the other hand, this is also another great one. He's uh, a good player. I mean, you know, he's he's hitting a career-high 301. Uh, I think 14 home runs and almost 60 RBI. That's awesome. He's a fun player. And, uh, I've always been a fan of him. He was with Oakland for a while. Right, right. And and he's fantastic. Uh been his first five MLB seasons with the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 29. So this is a great deal for the Definitely. Padres. They, I mean, they're they're all in at this point. They got Josh Hader yesterday, or was that? Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, Hader or, got there yesterday. Yeah. So I mean, bye bye to that farm system, but they're contenders. I don't think they care one bit. Yeah, I mean, they're already contenders, and they just got the best player 
in one of the best players in the league. And, and this is this is real similar to what the Yankees used to do. I mean, I, I honestly I'm not too up to date on the Yankees farm clubs, but I know there was a time in the early 2000s where they're just spending money on older, you know, mm-hmm. aging players, superstars, spending all the money they got, and completely neglecting their farm club. And yeah, uh, so you know, winning winning does they that still too. Won. Well, they yeah. still won, and they you know, they, I mean, they really didn't come out the other well, side. Well, and too. I guarantee you, in those negotiations, whether it be free agency or or through a trade, because you know the players are have some sort of say in that, albeit probably very little. But maybe back then they had a bigger part. And back then, like you said, everybody wanted to go to the Yankees. So everybody was going to take a pay cut or, right. you know, tell them to take this, this, and this person, and we'll give him, you know, he wants to go. Just So just give us something, and, and we'll, we'll get him to you. Yeah, one of those, uh, I think, was um, one of the bigger moves I remember. They spent a lot of money getting Alex Rodriguez, and he was, I always felt like they could have spent a lot of that money, you know, building up their, their young talent. But Alex Rodriguez. Well, yeah, a dude who only gets hits April through September yeah. and yet miraculously can never figure out a way to get a hit in October. Fades away I wouldn't want October. that guy on my team if he never hits in October. Yeah, everybody yeah, loves you, you during there. the regular that's season. The thing. He gets you there. Yeah. Well, and and, and, then he and had, that's that's the risk because you, you hope one of those you know playoff runs, he's actually going to show up and you're going to win the World Series. But they won anyway. Yeah. Well, so. They won regardless of the fact that A-Rod didn't show up because in the playoffs, it's always some random person you've never heard of or never would think would just completely go off, and they right. do. So it negates the, the superstar aspect of it. You don't need that. You just need guys who are competent. But you're paying the dudes hundreds of millions of dollars. Again, you you're want paying them to, them to get you there. Uh, that's, that's, you're that's, right. That's, I feel I like think that's, that's part of the story. story. Part of the story, yes. But if you're always getting to the playoffs... You're always going to be talked about. People are going to want to come to your organization. Sure. So if you have to pay some guy some astronomical number to get you there, that's it's you know it's it's a ripple effect because like I said, more people then want to come to play for your team, and then you get those cheap guys who normally would be overpaid somewhere else because they want to go play in New York. Well, I'll tell you, I, look, I'm not a New York fan. No. This is the most I've talked about New York in my entire life. No, so. I I actually I. I being a Red Sox guy, I, I can I can always get down with the Mets. I always will be. I'm not a fan, but I'll mm. always side with the Mets. Yeah, you know if I have to. But I'm with you on the Yanks. Well, my I'm favorite Griffey quote about the Yankees. You know what I'm talking about. I'm, if I ever get traded to the Yankees, I'll retire. No. <laughs> right. I do remember that. <laughs> well, that stuck with me. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't turn down playing for the Yanks. Incredible history. I'm not there. Griffey, so well, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't either. But uh, Griffey no, can say I, that because he was Griffey. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with with Griffey all that much. So, uh, you know, lots of big moves possible still. I mean, we're we're still just you know what three and a half hours, three hours, forty five minutes away or so from the uh, trade deadline, which is what five o'clock our time, I believe, right? Six Eastern. I think so. So, uh, just a few hours, we'll probably see a whole lot of last minute moves, and it's. Uh, you know, you don't want to count out some of these last-minute moves. I mean, you know, it's usually where all the big, big-time moves or all right. the major move happens. I mean, think about it. Happen. Think about 2017, for mm-hmm. example. Astros at the last second they picked up Justin Verlander, mm. who went on to How'd go four and one with a two two one ERA in the postseason that year. And oh yeah, they also won the World Series. No big deal. You know, um, I still can't believe that Sports Illustrated. What? Uh, 
called oh, that. Called that when they called the, the 2017. They had Springer on it, the cover, and what was it? Three years prior, uh, two years it, prior. I, I want to say it was their. I feel like it, I felt like it was their first year when they were in the, of the American fact, League. They nailed it. Yeah, just completely nailed it. I think the headline be... was the cover was your 2017 World Series mm-hmm. champion Astros. Yeah, yeah, like it that. was at least I think it was at least three years earlier. Too. I want to say it was the first year they they sw- they made the jump over to the to the AL. I could be totally wrong though. Uh, you could be right actually because they had a down year that year. Uh, don't tell that to my Mariners, but uh, but yeah, after that they started winning a lot more. I don't. I think I don't know. It could have been. You know, time time gets it's, again. Time does not matter at this point. It's all relative, right? <laughs> so we'll, we're going to have more on this coming up. More on the MLB trade deadline and take a look at some players who uh, would could likely be traded. Take a little bit more uh, deeper dive into this uh, Deshaun Watson situation and a little more Cowboys talk. Also He's here from the attorney from uh, the, all the women who are accusing Jerry yeah, yeah, Sean this, Watson as well. This uh, certainly is not over yet, so we'll get into more oh, on that. This is far from over. we Five. got at least another year. Oh, yeah, yeah. 512-834-1027 is the phone number. Give us a call if you want to weigh in on some of this. To let us know what you think. Who, do you, who would you like to see get traded and where? And who do you think is going to end up where? Isaac is standing by. Isaac is indeed standing by. Uh, we'll be back with more coming up. Patrick Osborne, Brandon Elkins right here on the bullpen. One twenty-two here on news on uh, one hundred twenty-seven. Yes, we are on ESPN, baby. Old habits die hard, man. I'm so sorry about that, Patrick. I'm we haven't said the right wrong phone number yet. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the phone number. I'm Patrick Osborne. He is Brandon Elkins. This is the bullpen. We're talking about a variety of things today. Talking a little uh, NFL, a little MLB trade deadline. Yes, exciting day, always an exciting day, and of course. It wouldn't be Austin, Texas, if we didn't talk a little Longhorns that as well. And uh, we got Vincent in North Austin wants to weigh in this morning on, uh, or this afternoon, I should say, on uh, on the the future upcoming Longhorn season. How you doing, Vincent? I'm good, fellas. Uh, once again, thanks again for taking my call. It's really exciting having a talk show to call, a radio show to call in and talk to you, man, about especially the Longhorns. Well, thank you for being our first caller, Vincent. Yeah. Hell yeah, maiden voyage for the phone calls here. So, what do you think, awesome, Vincent? Brother, awesome. I, I just want like because I heard y'all talking earlier about you know people the expectations on what the horns is um um record's gonna be and stuff like that. As a Longhorn fan, thirty five years, I've seen the ups and the downs, you know, with our team and stuff. I've not given our team expectations for I don't know how many years now, just because we have shown that you know we can't be consistent. That's what I'm waiting to see is consistency. So we come out this year, you know, we win I say nine games. Come out next year win 10 games, you know, that that shows consistency for me instead of having all these kinds of seasons where we're losing to teams where the conference is, is up for grabs almost every year, especially when you got Texas, you're, you're the University of Texas. I mean, you're supposed to run that conference, in my opinion. I mean, I'm trying to be biased because I'm a Longhorn and everything. No, but you're not wrong. When though. you're letting – but when you get the Baylors and the TCUs and then, and, you know, Oklahoma State, so I'm, not, I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but, I mean, we, we're – we're the heart of Texas, man. I mean, come on, and it, it, it just it just blows my mind on where we're at since the departure of Mac. It has it has been sort of a uh, a, know, a glorious fall since since we lost Mac Brown years ago. I, I, but you know, even even under his watch years ago, it's it, it wasn't, wasn't always start. so different. I mean, yeah, yeah you know, we we, we got off to a rough. Start. It, ultimately, he had some well, I mean, fantastic seasons, but I'll say this as an outsider. Um, 
and knowing Sarkeesian from earlier times when he was with Washington, you got the right guy. I mean, I, Sark would have stayed if it wasn't for USC at that point. Um, he's a great recruiter. He he can he, he can get your 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 team up and going. Like you got to remember that a lot of those guys last year weren't all his guys. And then they were they had to buy in from what they had before to what they have now, and sometimes it doesn't always work. And this yeah. year he's got I mean, a lot more of his own guys through the transfer portal I mean, he's, and he's through recruiting. As me, brother, I mean you got Quinn. You you got he's this is what his second year at Texas, if I'm correct. You yes. already got Quinn Ewers over here, number one recruit, and now you got Arch Manning, who's verbally committed to us and all that. I pray to God he has a a, a, a safe senior season, because remember, he's still got to go a whole year of high school football, fellas, before he even comes to us. And and, and I always I, I worry about that, you know what I mean and stuff. But yeah, I feel we're definitely on the uh, on the right going up. I just really want to see consistency. So you're thinking nine wins? Is that what you're thinking this season? You know what? I'm I'm going to be completely biased. I, I'm 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 gonna go. I'm gonna go ten. I'm gonna go ten and two. You know what? I'm gonna, so um, am I. So I'm am going I. Ten and two. I, I, that, that's what I was gonna pick, throw out as well. So I'm with you on that. Ten Vincent. wins. Yeah. Well, listen. You know, you got to listen gotta, to you guys. You got to think big. They're the I Longhorns. Know. I mean, look. Yeah. I said yesterday seven and five, and I think that's a fair assessment. Mean. But I'll be the rational one in the room. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's here's hoping we're right. Optimistic. Right. Well, hey, we appreciate you Thanks, waiting, Vincent. Vincent. You take care of yourself. And uh, you know, uh, he, he, you're probably more, you're probably along the more, Look, the more correct can, lines I, than, than Vincent and I. But you know, I, I grew up in a Longhorn family. I didn't go to UT myself, yeah. but I grew up in a Longhorn family. I, I, I've certainly seen the Longhorns with seasons where they're coming out and their the expectations are nil, and they blow everybody's expectations. You know, they don't win anything really, but I mean, they still blow everybody's expectations out of the water. Ten and two maybe is a little bit of a, it's a stretch. A, I mean, you're talking I'll about you that. you're talking about your unknowns a quarterback. You don't know who's even going to start at this point. How about eight and four? Can we eight and four? Look, can I can I can definitely see seven eight wins. Nine wins would be overachieving, but I don't think that's a bad thing, and I think that happens every year with with other different teams all over. So it's. Not out of the realm of possibility, especially if Quinn Ewers is who everyone thinks he is, and you got to if you keep Bijan Robinson healthy and yeah. Jordan Whittington healthy, and keep those guys on the field, and then get your damn defense off the field, Pete Kwiatkowski. All right, <laughs> I know you're a great coordinator, man. I've seen it. You brought dominance before. You can do it again. You're at Texas. All right. I, I don't. They, know. They're on the right track. I, they have the piece. They have the right pieces in place. I mean, who? I, I, it's hard to because of all the past expectations and how bad it's been. Trust me, I know what it's like to have a down year for multiple years in a row. Sure. And it and it it, it eats at you. I get it. But once once the tides turn, it's like you you don't even think about that, and all you think about is just how good your team is. Well, well, you know, only time was. I mean, this is this is certainly the month where everything's going to kick off. So, uh, you know, lots of excitement building in college football. And in fact, that reminds me. You know, I, I ran across something earlier this morning, uh, taking a look at kind of what uh, I, I think there were some uh, two hundred coaches, players, and administrators polled about various aspects of the future of college football. You know, it's endured a wave of change over the past couple of years. But very likely it's just the beginning. So ESPN surveyed more than 200 coaches, players, administrators. They answered a wide-range questionnaire. Um, It was distributed over the offseason. Asking things about realignment, name, image, likeness, transfer, portal, a whole lot more. Um, And among the significant changes expected in the coming years are diminished role for the NCAA, an expansion of the college football playoff, continued realignment, and ultimately, and I got a problem with this. Uh Uh-oh. 
pay-for-play model that will treat players as employees. I'm not a fan of that. I know, I know a lot of yeah. people love that. I don't. But I'm, 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 a, I'm old school. I mean, you know. I just believe that you're in college, you play, you get your grades, then you go make your money. Like the rest mm, of us. Well, yeah, it doesn't work. Now, I like understand. That the, I understand the arguments for and the I, pay-for-play nil. Model. I think it, I just don't like it. So you don't like? Do you just do you like nil right now? I don't. I, I mean, it's literally the quiet part is now out loud and out front and yeah, legal. So yeah. I don't know. I, I just I think that uh, I, I, it's going to happen. These kids going to happen money. regardless of what they're they're putting their bodies on the line, just like the professional players who sure, are making sure. millions and millions and millions of dollars. So it it doesn't seem right that I mean yes they get free treatment and all that good stuff if they get hurt mm-hmm. but recovery is not free no that's fair enough and, and and that's the thing that's not talked about the most so I mean what if the pay for play model didn't actually involve money but rather just better you know benefits for health and things like that for you to help you recover well they don't need it because they don't they already yeah yeah maybe for the recovery that's what part. I'm talking well because that's what you brought that's, up that's a that's a how would you write that up I have no idea <laughs> I don't really even know exactly how they how this is this would be executed properly. Yeah. But, but I, I just... Where they get W-2s every year? Well, they would have to. They'd be treated like employees. I mean, it, and it's just weird to me. You're a student, and yet you're also employed by the school that you're learning from. Uh, you're, you're playing ball for. That almost feels like they're just trying to... Con- well, they're just trying to control the money. Because... Well, they are. Obviously the money are. out there is, is, is insane. I mean, I know... The rumor was Quinn Ewers got three mil just to come to Texas. So, and that's why that's another reason why I think he's definitely going to start. You don't pay someone that no. much not to. But, and you know what? I'll never fault anybody for for getting paid like that. Yeah, I, I certainly won't. But, I, I I just I, I maybe see it a little differently. Is all the only thing I worry about is the third stringer or the second stringer who plays potentially as much as some other players, and they're making. Hundreds thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and this kid isn't making anything. Mm. That's the one thing. I, how do you fix that? Boy. How do you fix it so the whole team gets something? I know that you're going to have pay disparity. It's just how it is because that's life. That's just how it is. Yeah. But it just it doesn't seem right that some of these kids out there who you know have to play because of injury, they're putting themselves out there too. Where's their pay? Where you know where's their little sum sum? And and you know these are all fine arguments that make perfect sense to me. And, and, I'm just but, not sure any of them are ever really going to fully sway me over to the other side. I, I totally get the arguments; they all make sense. Yeah, I think I'm just too old school for it, and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. We yeah. don't fault you for that. Well, so looking further at this this uh, survey of 200 coaches and players and administrators, nearly 80 percent believe schools are going to pay their athletes directly within the next 10 years. 75 percent think the sport will eventually follow some sort of professional model. Perhaps the schools even forming conference based. Uh, on their willingness to pay players, which, again, that's it's, it's just weird to me. Let's form our conferences based on they'll pay over here, they'll pay over here, they won't pay over there, they'll pay better over here. These are our conferences. <laughs> it's a whole new world. It's man. weird. It's a uh, whole new world out there. And virtually everybody, 98%, thinks more realignments in store sooner rather than later. Um, Good. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't want Pac-12 anymore, Pac-10, whatever the hell it is. You know, that, that conference needs to burn. It's a little weak. And it? It's awful. Yeah. Well, and you know there there are a lot of people too that that make a similar argument about the SEC, but from the other side of the argument. But they know how they know how to market, right? But but you got people going over there. Go well, there's just too much power consolidation in one, you know. So we need to break this up. 
I don't agree with that. I don't agree with I, that. You know, I just felt like, well, if your conference isn't as good, then get better. Yeah. That's as far as I'm concerned. Just get better. Recruit better. Yeah. I mean, you That's, know, if, if the Big 12 can't can't compete with what's going on in the SEC, the Big 12 needs to get better, right? Yeah. I mean, that's... And Big 10 is the, getting better. Yeah. I don't know how much... They weren't competing too much. I don't believe... I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I don't follow that conference as much, but... Yeah, it, it feels kind of drastic to to make that kind of move if if you didn't think you weren't competing yeah. at that point. Yeah. So you know, interesting stuff. But I I think we'll definitely end up seeing quite a few uh, changes here in the NCAA. I'm excited for the future of college football because one thing because they're finally talking about a 16 team playoff. Yeah. Which I think has needed to happen two years ago. Yeah. Or it should have been how it's how it all started. It just doesn't make sense to have four teams because it's essentially been the same three teams every year. And that's good for those teams, and it's good for college football in that aspect. But people like to watch their teams go to the playoffs. And mm-hmm. once you get to the playoffs, man, it's it's like every other sport. You never know. There's a uh, another interesting bit here. Uh, two-thirds support giving replay officials discretion on whether or not a player should be ejected for targeting. Two-thirds support allowing helmet speakers for ease of communication between coaches and quarterbacks. Along with a designated defender, like I don't have a problem with these things. I thought they already had. I guess is that only in pros that they? I have guess to? it is. I, I, I did not I, know that. I, I guess that's why they're always doing the crazy, you know, the signs with random people's faces on them and, and <laughs> right. the sign language and lingo and stuff like that. But I did. I I, I just what does that hurt I, I, to to put a microphone in your helmet like the pros do? I don't know what. You're, maybe you're maybe the, the same sport, man. Maybe the like, NCAA thinks you're going to cheat. Oh well, they can cheat that way. The one thing you said there the most was NCAA backing off, and that is the best part of that whole yeah. whole future of college football. I think you and most people would agree with that. Look, you had Mark Emmert, who was the president at UW before he went and ran, tried to run the NCAA to the ground. So yeah. it's not surprising at all we're at where we're at. Yeah. So talking about pay, pay-for-play model and uh, football, talked about we teased this earlier in the show. Should should the Dallas Cowboys already consider giving Dak Prescott <laughs> another extension? What a what a like it sounds absurd. It it is absurd. Yeah, he just signed a deal. Yeah, well, well he's we, played we, one year on his new deal. So he, he's uh, the path to Prescott signing that four year one hundred sixty million deal uh, one hundred sixty million dollar deal last year. Long and winding. Yeah. Everybody was ready for it to be over with. Yes, and we uh, talked about it every day for a whole year. It felt like. Here's why some are arguing that it is time <laughs> to go ahead and do this a year after. Cap management. Cap management starting in 2023. But that's what... A rising cost of quarterback contracts. And fear of going into a season without a franchise quarterback. Do you think the Cowboys, the most profitable and most well-known organization, or any of those teams, not would not think about cap space one year, two year, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, of course ten they will. years ahead. Of course they will. So what are they trying to argue? They thought that they didn't think about the cap space in two years. Oh God, we should have thought about that beforehand. I guess now we're screwed. We better better extend him so we don't hurt our cap space. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense to me at all. Uh, I, I guess what could make more sense would be this argument: the rising cost of quarterback contracts. Okay, fair enough. But he signed. But that's he signed. Yeah, he did it's sign. His, that's his deal. Right. He's not even the one bringing this up. I think this is what I think it's the four-year extension, but I think it's a six-year contract. Because total. yeah, he's already he's on his rookie deal. Yeah, still or yeah. something like that. And he's he's the seventh highest paid quarterback. Uh, Who wrote that? I need their emails. One hundred and sixty million dollars. Oh, I'm sorry. This top-paid NFL quarterback by average per year. Aaron Rodgers tops that list. Dak Prescott tied with Matt Stafford at uh, seventh there. So. 
you know, obviously you want to keep a guy well, like him around. I feel like but... he's paid fairly for what he's done so far. I mean, he's only been to the playoffs, what, once or twice? Yeah, $160 million? Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, look, he, he's, he's good in the, he's decent in the regular season. Injuries happen and stuff like that. But yeah, he's paid, I think he's probably overpaid a little bit for, for what he's contributed to the Cowboys. I mean, and I've heard a lot of people talk about maybe they should trade him eventually. Well, I, I was actually just going to bring that up. Like, instead of extending a contract, at some point, should they just talk about getting rid of him? Uh, the way Jerry Jones talks about him, it sounds like Dak will be there as long as Jerry Jones is there. Yeah, Jerry does and love him. Dak some wants Dak, to be he? there because those two are, yeah, they, they're they a love fest. Jerry loves the Dak. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Dak Prescott. So, I'm not as good as Ed with that. I think that it would be uh, absolutely absurd if they did that, but uh, there's talk about and it. Now, and now not only that, now that article probably got to Dak. Yeah, you know he saw it. Yeah, yeah. He, someone from his team definitely saw it. You know Cowboys fans are going to be talking about this now. What a clickbait article, yeah, this guy. Who yeah. is that guy? Yeah, well, it worked because I, I clicked it and printed it out. So. Look, it made for a good conversation. <laughs> also in the NFL, uh, we still have the fallout from the Deshaun Watson ruling. Suspended six games. Uh, and I, honestly, I haven't talked to anybody since yesterday that likes this. Nobody I've talked to thinks that this is a good idea. Then you know a lot of rational people, man. Really? Because you've talked to a lot of people that are okay with this? Oh, I thought you said not okay. No, no, no. I I haven't met anybody that's okay with this. Oh, okay. Uh, Everybody that I've talked to is just uh, how how could you how do you only get six games? It's it's and it's gonna. I I can't remember the number. What was it? It's only gonna impact him by what? Like three hundred and fifteen k. He's not getting fined, and he's not getting fined, right? But yeah, it's gonna affect three hundred some odd over over the course of six games, and he's still gonna get like six hundred plus thousand, regardless Mm -hmm. of the fact. So. uh, I would think I, I feel like a lot of this, a lot of the people's reaction to this, is really being amplified by the NFL's years-long history of mismanagement of, yep. of high-profile situations yeah. like this. Yeah, uh, and you know, you got a lot of a lot of cases in the past where where guys have walked away, you know, seemingly scot-free, uh, but no, they they pretty much have. One thing that I found to be very interesting in in this report is basically uh, the ruling. Essentially says Watson's actions fall under the same umbrella as Deflategate and Bountygate. Okay. Which I feel like are two completely, three completely different things. Yes. Uh, but the portion of the report that decides whether or not Watson... You literally get, can't compare sexual assault... To anything. To anything. Yeah. It is completely on its own, separate from everything. Right. It is awful. It is horrible. There's no way around it. Which is why, you know, when uh, we made this argument yesterday, and I know we're not the only guys in this city or this state to make the same comparison, but, yeah. you know, you look at you look at a guy like Pete Rose with more hits than anybody else ever in baseball, you know, he bet. And, yeah, some of his bets were big and egregious, but he bet. That was his, that was his crime. Yeah. Banned for life from baseball. Well, again, or, we but, can keep going back to Calvin Ridley. Oh, and, Calvin and, Ridley. And uh, uh, what's his name? Josh uh, Josh Gordon. Twenty five games That's for right. Reed. I Twenty about Josh Gordon. Five games. Yeah. And uh, all I saw yesterday, I saw a lot of people arguing. Well, he didn't play at all last year, so that should have been his punishment right there. He's already been out a full year. But that was before the majority of these new allegations came out. That just makes it worse and worse and worse. Which means he should get a whole another year and maybe never play in the league again. Yeah, uh, but that's just my opinion. Is it just your opinion? Yeah, it's just my opinion. Well, I, 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 
appreciate your opinion. All opinions are welcome, as are yours, yes. our genuine Call us. listener. 512-834-1027. Let us know what you think about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just another absurdity out of the NFL. And I think a lot of people are... Uh, a lot of people are feeling the same way. Uh, Tony Busby. Here's Tony Busby on first take. Uh, he was asked about uh, the emotions of his clients after Watson's suspension was announced. Well, you know, I've tried from the very beginning to explain to my clients that do not expect the NFL to do anything that's going to be groundbreaking. Don't expect the NFL to do anything, anything that's going to be heroic here. The NFL has a long history. We know what that history is. I've tried to make it clear in our cases that our cases are our cases. The civil court system is completely separate from the criminal system, separate from the NFL's disciplinary process. So despite that effort, obviously, these women are angered, disappointed. And, and, and how can you blame them for being so? Now, when asked if, uh, if he be- Busby asked if he believes that the ruling uh, reflects the, the judge calling Watson's behavior the most egregious uh, ever reviewed uh, by the NFL. I'm going to say this. i got to be careful about saying anything about Deshaun Watson or the Texans. As you know, we have settlements in place, and there are requirements in those settlements. But I can say this. I've dealt with the NFL now for about 18 months. I sat through some of the interviews of some of my clients. I was incredibly disappointed then. I knew even from the beginning that not to expect any sort of any anything major from the NFL. From one of the first questions that was asked to one of my clients was, what were you wearing in the massage session? I tried to provide additional information to the NFL throughout the process and was basically stiff-armed. Despite the judge saying that the NFL interviewed 12 of my clients, they only interviewed 10. We made more available. They chose not to interview them. And then they only presented four. I was not surprised that the based on what I know about the evidence, that the, the judge made the findings that she made. I, I do wonder why more victims were not put forward. I do wonder why the NFL did not interview more of my clients or accept some of the information that, that I had available to them. And then, of course, Browns head coach uh, Kevin Stefanski yesterday at training camp uh, gave his thoughts here on this uh, Watson suspension. Again, I didn't read the – I haven't been on the practice field, um, so I haven't read the entire report, but I believe Deshaun has told you guys in a press conference, he's told uh, me privately, uh, he wants to be the best version of himself. I believe that wholeheartedly. He's working on that, um, and I'll let Deshaun at some point uh, speak for himself. Our job as players and coaches uh, to focus on what we can control and, and do the things that, that, that are within our power and, and ultimately to do our job. And I, I think the guys are doing a, a, a nice job of that. We understand uh, the questions. We understand uh, the questions that you guys have, but it, it can't stop us from doing our job right now. Oh, so, does it? Do 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 you understand? You've only had a full year to prepare for all these questions. A little bit of time. God, a little bit a, of time. What a dumb. Wow. Sean in North Austin wants to weigh in on this. He's got a theory on why it's only six games. How you doing, Sean? Uh, pretty good, fellas. Like the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. But anyway, here's what I think. Okay, they did the six-game deal, and the NFL, who knows if they are going to appeal or not. They're still, what, three days you look at if Deshaun Watson's camp all came down and they said, if they said, we're going to sue, they said, we're going to sue depending on how it is. And they're going to come back. And if they sue, what else is going to come out? The lack of punishment on Roger Goodell's bosses. 
Robert Kraft, the Daniel Snyder situation, even the Texans' involvement in this, plus the Stephen Ross situation, others. It's like NFL's like, oh, let's let this go away. I mean, I don't know how much the judge was influenced. I know she was going based on four people, you know, and all that. This Judge Robinson, I don't know how much. But even if they, they're like, oh, if she suspends them six games, we'll let it, we'll just kind of, Maybe we'll let it go, even though you have people like the National Organization for Women and others protesting. But I think they're they're scared what's going to come out in this lawsuit. You know, and and you you mentioned the appeal there. I mean, they've got three days to appeal this from the ruling, but I, I'm pretty well, sure I'm pretty I read sure they're not going. I'm pretty to sure appeal. I read the, the, that the uh, players' union has has recommended that that there be no appeal. What do you think well, of that? Yeah, the play. Well, both sides both sides have a chance to appeal. The players' union said they're not going to, but the NFL also has three. That's part of this new deal. That's why they brought. But all appeals go in front of Roger Goodell. But of course, and remember, the NFL recommended a minimum of a year. But if they go to Roger Goodell and he goes ahead and rules a year, then you know what's going to happen. Players Association is going to come back and sue and all their other dirty laundry on their owners. That's why the I think the owners are looking at, oh, are the NFL themselves going, oh, we're not going to appeal. We're going to let it go. And I almost on, hope that happens, right, honestly. Yeah. Let it all, let it all come out. Either. Let it all happen. Yeah. Oh, and Easton, we want to know what Daniel – I mean, Daniel Snyder, we all know what he's up to. Let the, I mean, what was the Texans' involvement in this? Uh, you know, the Robert Kraft stuff, all the other things. Let it all – I mean – let it all come out, but the NFL on their side, if neither side appeals, then who's going to sue? You know, that's a fair point. I, I, I definitely, uh, I, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to argue that if they, yeah. So what? The NFL is the worst, just is the worst at keeping secrets. It's just they make it so obvious how how sleazy they run their organization, their franchises, and their organization. It's just it's just mind blowing that they 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 can only get away with this because people love their product. And they and they and, and, and people watch they it and, and they always will and, and the NFL it's knows it's so that. disturbing and I hate to say that because I also watch it but I also feel like I'm somewhat rational here in the fact that I also know that the NFL as a whole is just the worst ever yeah <laughs> but the, you know. yeah I'm with you well hey Sean thanks a lot for weighing in man we really appreciate it give okay. us a call anytime yeah, have a good one and at five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the number here on the bullpen with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins and. Uh, we uh, we got a, f- a few more things to get to, but uh, we're going to hop into a quick break real quick, and we will I believe be right we got back. some breaking news after the break as well. We do have some breaking news involving a, a big name. That's called the tease. Yes, it, well, yeah. so we'll, we'll go ahead and leave it at that. <laughs> well done there. It's uh, one forty-seven here on the bullpen. Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. The bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on one zero two seven ESPN. And that's where you find yourself right now in the bullpen. Patrick Osborne, Brandon Elkins. We got some pretty big news out of the MLB coming through. Speaking of the bullpen. Yeah. So well, uh, really, we were talking earlier at the beginning of the show about the, you know, the MLB trade deadline and mm-hmm. this big Juan Soto trade and, and Eric Hosmer's little you know role he's been playing in there and kind of being the, uh, the wild card in this. And as we know, as of now, the Red well, Sox. First, we know that Eric Hosmer rejected. Okay, he rejected the trade with the Soto to deal. the Nationals because it was on his no trade clause. And again, you can't just trade a player to a to a place with a no trade clause because the person you're getting back is, you know, generational talent or whatever. But yeah, so he rejected it. They agreed to that. And then they just had to figure out what the hell to do with them next. And so this is what happened. So in a rapid turn of events, the Padres have agreed to a trade, sending first baseman Eric Hosmer 
to my Boston Red Sox. Wow, yeah. weren't you just crapping on that I just a minute was. ago? Well, I mean, look, we're so far down <laughs> in the cellar, this is going to help. But he's, Are we good again? He's not, Are you good again? No, he's not going to pull us out of I anything. I mean, you're still within a wild card berth. What are we, like 16 just fell games out of, out? of a wild card berth? Oh, of a wild No, yeah. no 16 games out first, no, I think. I mean, Hosmer, so, look, he's he's a little over the hill uh, playing years-wise. Oh, but he's but, still got I mean, enough. He's years still in him. got enough in him to to make an impact. Now the Red Sox weren't on. Uh, they're not on Hosmer's no trade list. Uh, that's according to Ken Rosenthal with the Athletic. So I would not, hope not. Uh, <laughs> the Padres uh, set to pay the majority of the money owed to Hosmer as part of the deal, roughly forty six million dollars through the end of two thousand and twenty five. Certainly not going to help Padres' quest to dip below the luxury tax line. Although maybe with the, the Soto trade and. Former Brewers closure, Josh Hader, now in the squad. You know, ownership might just decide to pay the tax for a second consecutive season. Who Look, knows? Red Sox are still the Red Sox. They still have talent. They're only 500. They're 500 right now. Oh, they're That's at 500 not bad. Now? Yeah, right. they're only three games out of the third wild card spot, which I'm not going to give that up, even though that's, that's my team. But <laughs> yeah. you get back, you take Toronto or Tampa Bay out of this thing. So I, 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 uh, I don't know how I feel. I mean, oh, obviously, I'm very happy he's going to the Red Sox. This is, certainly doesn't bother me. But whether or not I think he's actually going to pull us up, pull them, the Red Sox. It's a it was a big know, hole. I, it was a big hole at first. That he fills a big big hole regardless. Yeah, yeah, he can still play some pretty decent defense at first. I've heard some discussions too. Speaking of the Red Sox, about you know possibilities that we could see names like J.D. Martinez and uh, uh, who else did I see on on that list? Oh, Nate Nate Ovaldi. Uh, probably they're both going to end up staying in Boston, but there has been some grumblings today about possible last-minute deals. Um, and so, you know, if you lost, especially if you lost a guy like JD Martinez, there's absolutely no way they're coming back at all. Not at all. But yeah, that's, with, that's your best hitter right there, right now. Yeah, right now. Uh, so, but with the addition of, of Hosmer here, it's it's certainly going to add to it. I mean, they've got a pretty powerhouse lineup. You know, when you look at Martinez, you look actually, I'd I'd argue Devers is probably the better. The better of the two, they're up there. JD, JD's been hurt this year, right. uh, which really has affected his numbers. But uh, it, it, either way, this is a great this is a great deal for the Red Sox. And obviously, you know, as we mentioned, you know, because he was he was kind of hanging up this. There were a lot of questions about him and this Juan Soto deal, and so that just kind of further clarifies what you know what's going to happen there. Uh, it's well, not, look, not like we don't know. I know we got Red Sox fans. In Austin, one of my softball teammates is a big-time Red Sox fan. There are at least two of there, us. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, you. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Do you do you think do you think they're gonna go for it? Try and go for it this year? Look, like I said, they're only three games out of the third wild card. I don't spot. think so. You think they're just gonna unload and try and re- I do. refuel? I do. Do you? I mean, are any of these guys? Is JD Martinez a free agent after this year? Uh, JD, actually, I don't believe he is uh, at, at the end of this year. That's a good question, and let me see if I got an answer for you. But I, I'm pretty sure he's not. Uh, he is. No, I don't see that here. Um, so because you got to like think that. with, with no. players like that, if they're trying to trade them now, you think that they're pretty close to being away, either done with their contract or they're giving up. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I don't know. I. I Vin, it's very, it's a very dejected Fenway Park right now, and I, 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 these are words I'm not used to hearing, man. This is so weird. Yeah, that's what you get when you get on a news, onto a sports show with a news guy. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking <laughs> about words. your words. Your words are fine. I'm talking about hearing those words involving with the Red Sox. Well, dejected in Fenway Park. Well, that's what's going on. I mean, I'm just saying, it's just weird that the Red Sox are down. Yeah, well, it, it is kind of an odd place. Although they haven't played stellar ball yeah. in recent years. I mean, they played okay, but. 
certainly is, earlier is this Cora season safe? they looked fantastic. Yeah, I think Cora's safe. Okay. I think Cora's I mean, he just came back. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, you know, uh, so I think Cora's safe. But even Cora. He just doesn't seem like he's really. Do you like Cora? I do. Okay, I do. I think okay. I think Alex that was Cora's quick. Like, wow. Yeah, I know. I've always liked Cora. In fact, I liked him when he was with the Astros, mm-hmm. and I, I thought it was a real shame they got he got caught up in that whole Astros cheating scandal. Sure. Uh, I do Such like such a shame. I do like him. And he w- he was one of like two people to get in trouble for that. Yeah. Who the other Hinch? AJ yeah. Hinch. Yeah, AJ Hinch. And That's AJ, they, they just dropped the hammer on AJ. Man, I feel bad. And God, they you know said, what a fall totally from grace to too. That guy, he up until. The, the the news of that broke. AJ Hinch was like, I mean, he was like, he was on top. Uh, yeah, he he had the best team in the league every year. Yeah, uh, he was. Uh, I mean, you know, young up and coming guy that just uh, he was. Do, it seemed like he could do no wrong. Well, look, and and I I may I joke a lot about the 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 cheating and all that, but as a fan of baseball, I understand even if you know a certain pitch is coming. Or anything like that, you still have to be able to hit it. So you still have sure. to have the talent to be able to come through in those situations that you're, you know, you're you're told is is happening. But well, and, and you know, the and, way and, that I- and credit to Hinch for keeping those guys. I mean, oh, well, that's his team. It's his team, but he he did. It's not like he didn't know this was going well, on. I know he knew, but you know. he 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 kept them elevated to the point that they were still winning. All the time and mm-hmm. making the playoffs and just dom- they were a dominant team regardless of the fact. Yeah, because you still have to be really good. You still have to have the talent. Well, you so, do, you do. But then you're, you're know, talking about that. You know, you're, any guy that's playing in the big leagues has got the talent, right? Of I mean, course, you could, well, you, could, you could be. The, no, yeah, I, yeah, I, okay, yeah. I mean, yes. You at least got yes. the talent. Yes. you know, maybe some more than yes. others. Uh, but uh, look, I, I got no problem with stealing signs. I, I, I would never yeah, have a problem signs with stealing signs. Always been part of that, it. That, yeah, this is part of the game. Where I have a problem is when you start bringing in, you know, Apple Watches and technology and beating on cans. You know, be a little more discreet about it. But look, if you got a weak, you got a weak catcher, and he's just giving away your signs, then so be it. Take them. That's you know? baseball. Yeah, uh, yeah. But after that, after the Astros thing, you had a lot of people out there who were just coming out against sign stealing in general. <laughs> so I, I, I think. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's a real shame the way it all went down there. But but to, but to go back to your original question, yes, I do. I do like Alex Cora, uh, but I do not think that that the Red Sox are going to make any serious run uh, toward October. I, you know, anything. I also just predicted the ten and two Longhorn season. So who knows? I could be completely you, off base on it's everything. Been a, it's been that a crazy Tuesday, and trying. it's only Tuesday. I know. I know. <laughs> but it's it's been a good Tuesday. I, you know, we've we've had a lot of good stories here to talk about. We've a uh, lot, lot of interesting stuff going on. And of course, the, when the trade deadline hits, that's when I'm going to be. I'm going to get super excited and yes. you know, just to finally know what's going on. Uh, so in the closing moments of the show, I don't know if you know this. Did you know? Do you know how much money T- Tiger Woods turned down when they offer in the neighborhood? You know, play for I I heard it was uh, pretty close to a bill, almost yeah, seven to eight hundred million dollars according to the Shark, <sighs> Greg Norman himself. Yeah, who Greg by the Norman. way, I told you this earlier, but when I was a little boy. Uh, I, I didn't realize his name was Greg Norman. I thought his name, I was, you know, four or five years. I thought his name was just The Shark. I thought it was like the coolest name anybody was ever given by their parents. That is a cool name. Yeah, you know how disappointing and it was when I learned that his name wasn't really The Shark? Well, he still kind of technically is a shark because he's pretty much plucked every single good player out of the PGA. So his reputation, his name precedes himself. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, you know, so so his, uh, he's you know he says that Tiger turned down a an offer of uh, seven eight hundred million dollars before he was on board there. You know, Tiger only Tiger Woods absolutely. Well, he doesn't need it. Only Tiger Woods can turn down that kind of money. Yeah, exactly, because he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it at all. Uh, but uh, yeah, Woods. I don't know. I, I, he's no fan of the live golf. Woods, Tiger Woods is going to be just fine. Live golf is going to be just fine. It's live golf without. is weird, and and I'll be interested to see you know how it yeah. all works out. Anyway, that's it for us today. Patrick Osborne, Brandon Elkins, thanks for joining us here on the bullpen, and we'll, we'll uh, see you tomorrow.